You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. <laughs> Empire. Welcome to the latest edition of All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino. We will be joined by uh, ABC7 Scott Abraham uh, a little bit later, uh, talking about kind of looking ahead of the Capitals season. Uh, but first, Carl, uh, I want to talk about just summer workouts. I know you were on the ice with a bunch of these guys recently at, at MedStar Capitals Iceplex, but this is the time of year where, A, I'm annoyed because I don't want to go to the rink and, and just kind of watch guys skate. But it's, it's an important time for, for guys to be out there. Oh yeah, it's necessary. Um, and as much as you're annoyed, the players are also annoyed too because sure they are. Yes. The, the, the skates <laughs> are like kind of structured. Uh, guys will sometimes go for, you know, they'll, they'll come for the let's just say the Monday, the Monday skate, the Wednesday skate, and the Friday skate. Whereas other guys want to skate, you know, five days a week, and and so you have ten guys one day, and then you only have eight the next day. And, maybe no goalie or the goalies don't want to skate as much as the players. You know, it's just kind of one of those things where it's a, it's a bit of a mess. Um, and then you get absolutely bagged at the end of every practice too. So it's just not, it's not really a fun, fun time to be on the ice. The, the only fun thing is that you get to see, see your buddies who've come back in town from, from being gone for so long. So it's just, you know, it's a, it's kind of the weird, weird time of summer, but you know, it, it's, it's necessary. And, and your body hurts every day and you're tired, but Hey, that's uh, part of the job. Unfortunately. It's interesting. Brett Connolly's out, out skating uh, with those guys too. And, and, and I guess Garner Hathaway's in that group and, and it'd be nice to see Brett Connolly catch on somewhere. Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, Connell's one of those guys and, and it happens unfortunately where if you're, you're in a place and you realize how valuable he is and, and how, how good he can be for your team. And then you go to a different place and it's sometimes hard to get that same, you know, have, have that organization realize that same value. Um, And I think he's in that, he's in that spot a little bit right now. Like if, if a team brings him to camp and, uh, and they watch how, how he can play, they'll, they'll be, they'll be impressed and they just got to give him that opportunity. So hoping for him that he finds something they're going to, they're having their, their second uh, child in the next few weeks as well. So timing is a little bit, a little bit tough, but, uh, but yeah, he's, you know, Brett, Brett's such a great guy and he's already had a really great career. So, you know, I think that, I think you'll have some options. It's just whether or not it's, it's the options that are, you know, are best for the family as well. Yeah. And it seems like a PTO candidate for sure, but there's just, there's just no room. I don't think on, on this roster for him or anybody else. No, I don't think so. And I, you know what, it's actually exactly what I had told him too is, the, this is tough because you know you you've been on contracts, good contracts here for you know a good chunk of your career, and then you get into this position and you're like, oh, there's no chance I'm taking a PTO. I'm going to wait for wait for a contract. And you know, I went I went through a very similar situation where we had a conversation in the middle of summer 
with my agent about about taking a PTO. I'm like, PTO, like, come on, like, there's got to be a deal out there somewhere. Let's let's just uh, wait before we before we go ask for one of those. And we waited and waited. And then next thing you know, not only were there no uh, full on contract offers, but there were no PTOs anymore because because all those had been snapped up and the roster sizes were uh, the camp sizes were smaller that year. So I just said, I'm like, look, any anything comes down down your way you take it <laughs> because everybody wants those jobs right now and it's it's just so hard to get and and, and but also he you're, you're also with brad bringing a stanley cup winner to whatever room he's going into absolutely you you want those guys so he has he definitely has a lot going for him um so yeah you just you just hope that someone can kind of go back and and uh see what he's done and then vouch for him and then next thing you know he's uh you know he's doing pretty good Right. Uh, when we come back on, on Oz Caps, uh, we will bring in ABC 7's Scott Abraham, talk a little bit of Caps stuff. I know Scott got into a little bit of hot water with the Washington Commanders, and we'll delicately bring that up because uh, Carl and I always love to talk about kind of interviewing techniques and, and that sort of thing. So we'll go a little inside baseball on that. And then later on, Scott Abraham will be the latest victim of Carl's stupid questions. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner. I'm maybe hacker Steve Weiner. We're happy to be joined by ABC 7 Scott Abraham. Scott, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, fellas. I feel like I made it. Happy to be on the podcast. I do enough of your show that I didn't feel bad asking you about this. So I, I, I appreciate this. Um, I, I, I want to get to kind of interview, interview and doing techniques and, and that's sort of like almost inside baseball stuff later. But you and I talk hockey all the time, talk through the, the playoffs and all that. I, I'm curious your thoughts from kind of 10,000 feet on the Capitals offseason and kind of what you expect from these guys this season. Yeah, certainly GM Brian McClellan was busy and, you know, with the injuries to Wilson and Backstrom, that added a whole different monkey wrench to their approach to the offseason. And I thought Mac did a fantastic job. Obviously, we knew about the goaltending situation. I think all of us were surprised that he didn't keep one uh, of, of the goalies of San I was not surprised. I was not surprised. <laughs> not surprised. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, he's saying saying goodbye to both. I mean, that that, that surprised me a little bit. But uh, in terms of what they did and and how they kind of reloaded, I love the Kemper signing. You know, he has experience, but with success. Uh, I'm very curious to see with Charlie Lindgren. Uh, I have you know, I've talked to actually somebody that was close to you know the Capitals and and the negotiations there, and they're really excited about Lindgren and thinks he could be a wild card in the mix. And then Dylan Strome and Connor. 
Brown. I think Connor Brown could show something. Show something. You know, he was trapped up there in Ottawa. I think he has a lot of talent. Could put some goals on the board. And um, you know, I thought Mac did a good job of retooling and reloading, and knowing that maybe you'll get back Wilson midway through the year. And Backstrom is a big, obviously, wild card with his hip. Uh, he may be there come you know March and April for a playoff run. Yeah, Carl Lingard's your boy. Yeah, yeah, we've had that conversation. He, he is. Yeah, I think it's a good way to put it that he is a bit of a wild card. He could, he easily could be be a starter. You know, he he has that that ability. It's just whether or not he's comfortable and, and the guys play play hard in front of him and all that stuff. And I think that would uh, that would really help his confidence because that's you know he's Charlie's a guy that uh, if his if his if his head's in the right spot he is he is so dynamite in there. So hopefully that that is what we get. But you know just just like listening to some of the some of the players talk too. Like I think they they realize they have a very very solid team. There's a lot of good players. Obviously they need to be healthy. But but it, 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 I think this team is going to come down to and it hasn't really needed to be the case in you know years past. But they, they need to start outworking teams. They need to be that team that's just a little bit more you know gritty. I guess is is a good way to put it. But. They're going to have to work a little bit harder for for what they get, but they have the skill, and they just need to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Because it seems like maybe the last couple of years it's been slightly disconnected. I don't know if you guys have have uh, have felt that or seen that as well. But that that's kind of my view on them right now. They have they have the players there, especially after a pretty substantial retool um, in in that. It's just making sure everybody's on that right page. And I think there's certainly a big sense of urgency this year because. You Guys, look at look what next year is going to bring. Look at all the expiring contracts that the Capitals are going to be faced with. And you talk about the core, you talk about the Stanley Cup window, you know, closing. We've talked about that narrative for so many years. But this year's team, okay, take a good look at it because it's not going to look like that next year. So many blue liners on expiring contracts and obviously some big names offensively. Uh, like a Lars Eller, so, um, you know, and that brings up another good point if, you know, they're kind of out of contention or, you know, could be, um, you know, buy or sell at the trade deadline. Do they make a trade, you know, down the road here with an expiring contract to get something in return? So uh, that's something where this year, you know, if they're going to lift another Stanley Cup, if they're going to make a deep run, uh, this is probably as good of a year as they'll have because next year is going to be completely different. Yeah, and, and, and that's something, you know, it's a good problem to have for Brian McClellan to, to kind of worry about that. Uh, we're, we're a month away for a little, like four weeks, I guess, away from the opening of training camp, media day. Uh, everyone who's paid attention, Scott, uh, you, you had a little the, the situation with the commanders and, and Jason Wright and Carson Wentz. And we talk all the time on, on this show about just Carl appreciates, like, honest questions and feedback and all of that. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts of asking questions to football players, hockey players. Is there, is there a difference in terms of kind of the dynamic of interviewing players in different sports because you do this all the time? Well, I will say this, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'd love to ask Carl this, because in my experience, in my experience I don't know what it is, but I think hockey players are the most gracious, and they're just so media-friendly, and I don't understand why that is comparatively to, like, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL. I just find that hockey players are so receptive, they're so respectful, and they actually, from my experience, maybe enjoy talking to the media. Let me spin that first, and I'll get to your question, but Carl, is that, is that like the case or is that just a caps thing of you know the core and and just that experience of always dealing well with the media but i just feel 
like hockey guys uh, in the media, uh, in the media have, a have a good relationship. Well, you know what? Well, you know what? It, I think a lot of it comes down. Well, it comes down to the person, the individual, but it comes down to the media too. You know, like if if the media does does a good job framing questions or. Um, you know, why not? Like we've talked, you you, you have relationships with players, and it's not always you know just let let's get information. Like let's let's actually chat about some things. So so the media the media has good relationships with the players. Then then they're more willing to to you know give you as honest of an answer as possible, or you know take the extra time to to help out with a story if that's the case or or whatever it may be and i think i think that we're we're very lucky here because because the the members of the media are 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 great you know they're they're kind they you know not not combative you know like it's it's uh it's awesome and then you go and play in some other places and you know you you look at we talked about why don't we talked about it in in edmonton too right the dry side like yeah, exactly. So, and you know, you know, everybody has their opinion. Everybody thinks that they know, or at least they're they're trying to trying to get their angle and stuff like that. And and then if it doesn't come out the right way, then that and you catch a player on on a bad day. Next thing you know, you, know, you have a big blow up, right? So I I, I think a lot of it is is the members of the media, especially here. Are are just smart. they're smart, you know. <laughs> you, guys, you guys know you know what to ask, you know when to ask it, uh, when to kind of back off, and uh, and if you have the opportunity to actually get in the room with with the player, or some FaceTime with the player, that that that's kind of where the foundation is laid. And I think you know why not? I think you're 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 one of the best at it. Is is you can just sit there and hang out for half an hour and talk, and it doesn't have to be about you know a story. It's just a conversation. So I think that's I, I think a lot of it comes back to to the media to be honest and that's why you get you get some of the good answers and the good people you get to see some personality and, shine and this is why I think we need the open locker room back and this is why like even the last couple of years there have been guys who, who are in sports now who have never in pro sports now who've never dealt with an open locker room Scott I, I know we've talked to commanders about this is what's going to be like for guys who rookies second year players who've never dealt with an open locker room but it's so beneficial to be around and be able to get to know guys because I know our commanders and and certainly a little bit with the Capitals, when you don't see guys every day, it's hard to kind of know what's going on in guys' lives and, and kind of beyond sports. In, in any line of business, in any work, it's all about relationships, right? You know, you got you got got to develop that rapport and trust, and, and I think that's where that open locker room angle comes in. And back to your original question, Wino, uh, just with my Carson Wentz questioning, uh, again, it, it certainly was a polarizing topic, and I certainly understand where um, – People can take that line of questioning a certain way, but uh, you know I've always been pretty direct in my questions. As 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 am I, so I, I feel you that way. I always try to be respectful, and I know you and I talked, you know, off camera. You know, you can debate tone and framing of a question until the end of time. I know, like how my style is. I was not trying to be aggressive. I was not trying to be combative. Certainly, I could have. Um, there may be some of that TV flair there. Um, that that I had in terms of like my hand gestures and whatnot, but ultimately I was just trying to be conversational, uh, and, and that's where my always I don't want to come out like a robotic or a machine. Um, and it was part, you know, it was one question of eleven minute interview, and certainly people are just taking that one question and um, and just kind of dissecting it, which is fine. Um, but but I know what I was trying to accomplish, and I was not trying to bait Carson Wentz. I was not trying to be aggressive to Carson Wentz. Um, it was a tough, direct, fair question, 
and the best part of, the best part of all, Carson Wentz handled it like a pro. He had a great, he had a great answer. Um, and he's good, right? Um, and we had a great 11-minute interview, which, you know, I stand behind, and um, it was just unfortunate kind of what happened after that. But, uh, again, you know, uh, I, 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 I stick to stick to the question. Well, this, this is I have a funny story like this. I don't know if you remember this, Carl. We had Dennis Weidman on last month, and there was that series you guys played against the Bruins. The guys, the, the series you guys won in seven games. And I remember he Dennis was on the ice for like five of the last seven even strength goals against, or something like that. And I remember going up to Dennis in the locker room and being like, "How do you felt? How do you think you played?" And he's like, "I think I played pretty well." And I just went to him and was like, okay, well, here's, here's, here's the information. You've been on the ice for this. What do you think of this? And it was blunt, but I think Dennis appreciated that. Yeah, oh, of all people, Dennis will. Of course. It's that. <laughs> you know, that's what you know. You, you, know, you know your person that you're talking to and how you can ask a question, too. That, that right there comes from, from relationship building. But, yeah, you know what? It's, uh, it's tough because some, some players are very sensitive, right? And, and a question, you know, a tough question can get in their head. And, you know, whether or not they, they will admit it, 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 can, it, can, it can mess with them, It sure can. And then they have a hard – yeah, so you – it, 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 it depends on the player, um, but for the most part, you know, it, it's nice to have an opportunity to explain. You know, if if I've been on the ice for five of the last seven goals, um, you know, maybe there's an explanation. I can that's why. You, that's why. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And same thing. You know, with with a football player, right? Like, like there's there's so many things that might be going on behind the scenes that we have no idea about. You you know, you might have a bad bad thing going on at home, and you can't you can't focus. Uh, you know, when you're when you're on the field, like there's all these things, and you, and it's nice to give a player the opportunity to to say something if they're if they're going to tell you you know the truth, then they'll tell you the truth. If they don't want to, then then they don't, and they'll dodge the question, and you know we see what happens after that. But I think for the most part. Part, you you want to you always want to have a chance to to voice your opinion and uh, some sports are different than others. I know hockey a lot of times guys like to keep it as close to the chest as possible, but you know occasionally you'll get someone on the right time as well and, and they're going to give it to you give it to you straight and then and then there you go. It's case closed after that. So I think uh, I think in my opinion it's always nice to ask the question, right? Otherwise otherwise you just write about it. Um, you know the way that you see it and then you find the player will find out about it later and then be pissed about it so it's it's I think it's a good way to go about it you know who in terms of hockey you know who I really enjoyed was Niskanen Niskanen was always very blunt and he always I felt like he always gave genuine responses and he had a little gruffness to him but he was always direct and um, I felt like he didn't beat around the bush and just see he just basically said what he what he felt at the time so I always appreciated Niski for that. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's I've, I've before, said this before. I love. I love because I, I, I drove with Niski to the rink, uh, uh, pretty much every single game. So I I asked him lots of questions. You know, he's, he's he's more of a he's more of the I'll answer the questions. I'm not really much of a question asker, and I'm I'm a little bit of both, I guess. And so I'd ask him a lot, and I'd watch him doing interviews too. And the question would come, and most people, you know, they get the question, and and their mouth opens up, and they start talking. 
Minsky, he kind of like, like, yeah, he takes, he takes thinks, a couple right? seconds, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, okay, this was the question. What is my actual opinion? And he has absolutely no problem with a little bit of awkward silence, right? He'll just sit there until he's ready to answer it, until he's figured out exactly what his his opinion is on it, and then he'll give it to you. And and I love that because I think a lot of times we don't do that enough where we just kind of sit with our thought for a second before before we blurt it out, right? Like you need, everyone sometimes can benefit from a speed bump from the brain to the tongue, and so we don't start 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 saying things that we want to take back. So I'd say that's Nisky for you. Yeah, and, and, and I think Matt Niskin is the longest shot on the board of anyone to get on the show because I don't think there's any chance he would ever do this show. Uh, no, no, I just no. Asked. I no. I think he's enjoying <laughs> retirement on the lake, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, he's he's he's, he's so far removed from hockey. Yes, I yes. I actually, I just talked to him a week ago about coming out to, coming out to, to DC for, for an alumni event, event and he's, he's like, like, he's like, God, no, oh, sorry, that's that's hunting season. I'm I'm not I'm not leaving it. And half the time, I don't think he has reception either. So it's where is he? He's he's Minnesota, right? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He is Virginia, Minnesota. If, okay. If it's nice. if it's not hunting season, it's fishing season. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll get other people on. We've talked about. We'll try to get Brett Connolly. We'll try to get some players on, on as it was. We get on in the next few weeks here. Uh, but next up will be Carl's favorite part of the show uh, when Scott Abraham becomes the latest victim of Carl's stupid questions. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner and ABC7 Scott Abraham. I'm AP Hockey writer Steve Wino, and now Carl's favorite portion of the show, Carl's Stupid Questions. Yes, love it. We got to get another victim here. We're building out our list. Things are looking pretty good. Um, I'm ready for you. Hopefully, hopefully you uh, understand how it's all going to work. Um, no right or wrong answer. However, I do have a preference on answers. So, so good luck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Question number one is: What would you say is your guilty pleasure? I am big into flossing. So, like the you know those little. Um, those little th- the the flossers that you uh, not the ones you put on your finger but just like the stick flossers like I find myself always just randomly flossing my teeth whether it's driving or um, sitting on the couch watching TV I'm big into flossing so that's kind of my guilty pleasure and it's a it's I'll say this it's a weird guilty pleasure but I am holding one of those in my hand as we speak uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I am the exact same way. I floss the yep. heck out of my teeth, and yep. I actually had to slow down. Do you have this issue where, like, do, do you do you find that you get uh, tooth sensitivity because you're flossing too much? Uh, no, n- n- not too bad. No, honestly, no. I uh, I just uh, I hate the sensation of having like meat or something in between my teeth, and yeah. uh, I just uh, when I f- ever feel like flossing, I just do do my thing. I love it. That's actually a great answer. <laughs> uh, plus one, plus one, bonus points. All right. Uh, question number two is: What would you say your dream vacation is? It is is it uh, is it a beach vacation, winter sightseeing? Is it with family, with friends? What, what would what would you pick? 
Wino knows me pretty well. This is, <laughs> this is easy. I love the beach. This I am beach. sunshine, waves, white sandy beaches, and it would just be my wife and I, tropical location. Uh, I would love love it to be just like a island by by ourselves, like nobody around, no human. Like I literally would be just so happy with a nice fruity drink in my hands, <laughs> maybe a good book to read. And the beach and the sunshine and the waves, I'm one happy person, Carl. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> good. I mean, it's it's so simple. It's such a but it's so good. It's one of those things where you, when you are in that, you you have that beach vacation and it's just relaxing with nothing on your schedule. It feels so good. But I'm yep. I have a hard I'm this is a tough question for me because I love sightseeing, I love staying busy, and I absolutely love the snow. Oh. But I think. I think when it comes down to it, I, don't, I mean, you can't go wrong with the beach either. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. So good, another good one there. Nice work. Um, now this one, I've never opened it up this far, but what would you say your favorite sports uniform is of of all sports? So normally we'd go just with hockey, but I'm curious to uh, to add in some football, baseball, basketball, all that. So what would you say if you do have one that kind of yes. really hits yeah. home for you? I really enjoy. They're no longer a team. The Seattle Supersonics, back with Sean yeah. Kemp and right. Gary Payton. They had the the green and the the, the neon green, neon yellow. Um, I, I just loved. Uh, I thought it popped because it was such a different, unique color at the time. You didn't see it too often. Um, mm-hmm. I know, like the Seahawks kind of adopted it, but uh, I'd go back to the uh, the old days with Detlef Shrimp, NBA Jam, and um, Kemp and Payton, the Seattle Supersonics back in the day. Nice, love that little glove action. Carl, if, if, if you allowed, if you allowed past hockey teams, the Hartford Whalers would absolutely be my oh, answer. Yeah, that's right. Just, you, yeah, yes. you said that before. That it's a great, it is a great and, uniform. And uh, if you want to go uh, hockey, I loved the Vancouver Canucks back in Pavel Bure and their ninety. The flying line. skate one, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that is so well. good. They, yeah. They've they've worn that I think a little bit the last couple of years. They it's, have. Uh, it's so funny, like being being from Vancouver. It was when when that jersey was was in action. It was kind of a lot of people didn't really like it, and then they then they switched to um, that that orca, and everybody was so fired up about it. And now it, it's coming back again. Now everybody's so so happy to see to uh, see those jerseys. I just like that color. Yeah. Like there isn't there isn't another color combo that's anywhere close to that. It I, was interesting. I, it was interesting how Vancouver totally changed their color scheme, like from. Mm-hmm. From from the, those ninety four years to to where they are now, it's a totally different color scheme. I yeah, hate absolutely. I hate the blue and green. I hate it. Yeah. I hate the logo. I hate. I, I, we love Bruce Boudreau and all that. I hate the blue and green and the orca with the Canucks. I just yeah. there's nothing there's nothing in in hockey that's more overrated and dumb than the blue and green of the Canucks with that logo. That's hilarious. I I you know I personally <laughs> kind of like it. <laughs> but... <laughs> that's the hottest take I might ever have on the show. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, everyone's got their everyone's got their opinion, but I, I don't know. I think it's it, it's nice in, in small doses. Give me the uh, give me that give me that flying skate black with the with the yeah. yellow and the red. I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally good. Good uniform. Um, okay. This one. If you could have the the spill all exclusive, you know, nothing nothing's uh, off the table. Who who would you want to have that interview with? You know what? Tiger Woods. <laughs> fascinating person to me of what everything he's gone through off the golf course 
Um, I just think just a spill all, no, no hold bar, you know, put it all on the table. What happened with his ex-wife? You know, what happened with the accident in L.A.? Um, I, I want to know everything. Uh, I think Tiger Woods would be an amazing sit down and just, you know, going at it with him question for question. Yes, that's actually my choice as well. He, so. he's, he's a popular answer. He's a popular answer on this one. Yes, he really is. So, so I don't I don't want to alarm you, but right now you have uh, just about a perfect score going <laughs> okay. into your final two questions. So this okay. could be make or break. This here. is like a no hitter through six. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Give me your favorite type of food. Is it uh, like do you like Mexican food, Indian food, Italian, or you know if it's a specific dish? What what would you? What's your go to? So I'm uh, I'm Italian and Lebanese, so I tend to gravitate toward my Italian. Uh, okay. I love I, I love nothing more than just a simple angel hair pasta with marinara and meatballs. Maybe throw a vodka sauce in with a, um, as well. But I'm I'm a simple guy. I can do a lasagna, um, but you know I just love my spaghetti and meatballs. And again, just like your beach question. I'd just be so happy just sitting down with a nice glass of red, maybe a, a cab, uh, and just uh, have my pasta and meatballs. Love it. Simple. That's actually, that would be my wife's uh, answer right there. So All right. You get some points there as well. Um, okay, final question. See, see where you're at on this uh, all-time list here. What is your favorite all-time TV show, TV show, TV series? So... Um, I was never a big TV watcher, like a Seinfeld or like any of that, um, X-Files, Law & Order, never got into that. But what I did get into kind of growing up was Survivor. So I really enjoy watching Survivor every season. I don't think I've missed the season since they still, started my, you still senior watch year, since my senior year in high school, which was in 2001. Uh, I graduated from high school. Um, so I've, ba I've basically been religious in terms of watching Survivor every season, uh, and, and I really, I just really enjoy it and how they've evolved. They, they've evolved over time, adding new wrinkles, and it just goes to show you the popularity of that show from starting in 2001 to here we are 20 years later, and it's still going strong and just as popular as ever. So uh, my favorite TV show is probably Survivor. Okay, so I don't even, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I gotta invite you into my survivor pool because let's do I, it. I run a survivor pool. It okay. is also my favorite TV show. Well, uh, this is unbelievable. Yeah, can you give me your your all time favorite um, survivor? Your favorite cast member? Oh man, I would have to say uh, Rupert. Um, I really <laughs> yes. love Rupert with the tie dyed shirt and just the beard uh, of how he's just such a happy go lucky guy but he'd also cut your throat out in challenges um so i, I just loved uh, i loved rupert and his personality so that, and he's that's adorable my favorite and he's adorable when his wife comes to visit yeah. too oh god i mean the, the family visits i just cry non-stop every time just the just the reaction of seeing their kids or their husband and wife uh that's that's one of the best parts yeah no kidding well that's uh that's hilarious well that is a near perfect round right there why well, no i i don't think that we've ever had anything like this before um so hold on this is gonna take a while to add up here okay there's a whole formula here yeah hold on i just gotta add it into my calculator really quick um that puts you and we yeah this is this is intense 475 points this which 
absolutely blows everybody out of the water. That takes you straight into first place overall wow. by by over 200 points. Wow. Yeah. Guys, so, this, is, this is this is you know I had a lot of um, resume building moments. Uh, th- this is certainly up there. <laughs> I, I, I'm stunned. I, I like look. I, I didn't think anyone would top 300, and and now we're, we're almost to 500 now. I just this is you nailed it. Yeah. What, uh, I, so so I can uh, so I can brag. Come open locker room. What caps guys have you had on here? So I can be like I just destroyed you on uh, Alzner's uh, game. <laughs> Oshie well, McMichael so far, right? Oshie yeah, McMichael. Yeah. Oshie. Okay. Good. I'm gonna was... have some, I'm gonna have some fun with Oshie then. Yeah, I think he was leading the way actually, or he was. He yeah, was up they, there, I think right? they were. I think they were first they, or they, second. They were yeah, first, yeah. They, yeah, two hundred and seventy-seven points. All right. So you're, yeah, you you just crushed you crushed that. So uh, yeah, you new, I think, I think a new uh, I think a new Survivor season's coming up in the fall. So give me a ring, Carl. We'll do it. Yes, I will. I got a new format this year too. It's going to be fun. So we'll have we'll have a pretty good crew. Just cool, man. Setting setting a new bar on Carl's stupid questions. Scott, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate and it. Everybody, thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening on All's Caps. We'll talk to you next week.